Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Huddle with Monica D. Livingston, a safe space to dialogue, create, celebrate, and gain the tools to execute and dominate on the field or in life. This is the place where we discuss the fumbles and the touchdowns, the struggles and the successes. This is where we come to get better. So huddle up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Huddle with me, Monica D. Livingston. Happy to be back for another week in The Huddle. Um, I have a treat for you. Benny Salas. Benny Salas is known as the coaching guy. He is an entrepreneur, speaker, and just really has an outstanding story. I'm not going to get all into it, into the preview here. You're just going to have to listen. But this dude used to be a youth pastor and really was kind of unfulfilled with that and left the ministry to just kind of regroup, deal with some childhood trauma that he reveals in this episode of The Huddle. And I will tell you that a lot of times it's very difficult to get men to speak about this type of childhood trauma. So hats off to him for being so brave, but also helping so many people. He talks about how he went on a journey um, from you know getting Benny healthy, he calls it. The outside of Benny looked good for many years, many years. And I'm talking about just like all his muscles, although he does look like he's in pretty good shape. Shout out to Benny for the push-ups. But uh, really just like the outside looking perfect, but his inside was broken. And so he talks to us about how you can fix that and, and, and do that and come out on the on the right side. And it was just a tremendous interview. Um, he was really, really authentic. And now he spends his days helping people individually, coaching them. He's been in the coaching business for over 11 years. He has over 10,000 hours of coaching and training hours. Um, he holds all types of certifications, uh, you know, from different co-active training institutes, certified professional co-active coach, international coaching federation, um, associate certified coach, professional certified coach. This is what Benny came to talk to us about in the huddle. It is a fantastic episode. You know, get your pen and paper as always. And listen, when we come back, our iSlide team captain entering and leading the huddle is Benny Salas, that coaching guy. The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston team captain segment. It's sponsored by iSlide USA, the place to get your favorite team slides, whether it's NBA, WNBA, NHL, MLB, and more. You can also rep your college colors as you slide around campus in a pair of stylish and comfortable iSlides. And if you're feeling creative, design your own pair of slides. That's my favorite part. I get to put whatever I want on a pair of iSlides. Visit iSlideUSA.com and get started today. Use code Monica. That's right. You heard me. Use code Monica at checkout and receive 15% off of your total purchase. Go do it now. Stand in what you stand for with iSlide USA. And welcome back from our commercial break and welcome to the team captain segment of the huddle. Our team captain today is Benny, that coaching guy. That coaching guy, he is a speaker, uh, coach, and clubhouse moderator. We're going to talk about clubhouse later because I, I definitely want to pick your brain about that. But, Benny, thank you so much for coming on the show, stopping by today. I know you're busy, 
and you took time out today to be with us. So I certainly appreciate that. So let's get right into it. You are a speaker, but you primarily help entrepreneurs um, with their business, find Mm -hmm. their inner greatness, their peak performance. And so before we get to exactly what you do, tell me why you do it. What's your why? How did you, how did this all start? Where where was little Benny? Talk to me about little Benny. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's around this word, one word called confidence. Okay. I think it's around this idea that we have something that we want to share. And for whatever reason, we're not doing it. We're not Mm -hmm. reaching the world around us. We're not connecting with our message and we're not connecting to other people. Right. And so if I were to narrow down that one thing, it's, it's really about the confidence. And again, there's a, of course, there's a backdrop story to that. There was me as a young boy hearing a speaker on stage say, Hey, if you've ever gone through an abuse, right. I want you to come and share that. Okay. And that speaker gave me confidence to talk about an abuse that I went through. Wow. And as I think about it, yeah. like. And how old are you at this point? Are, are, we, are you a grown man at this point? Six. When this, six. Oh, no, no, no. I was, no. At six years old, this, this incident happened to me. And I was, you know, it's interesting. I recently asked my mom, when did I, when did I share that this happened to me? And she says it was about, about eight or nine. And so okay. it was three years later after I went through this really traumatic experience where my purity was robbed from me as a young boy mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I found the confidence to even talk about it. And wow. so as I thought about it, as I, as I hear people, I'm constantly hearing people say, I have a fear of public speaking yeah. or I don't feel comfortable. I have some, some theories around that, but essentially uh, I was able to connect as I got older, that it was really around confidence. It was really around this idea that if I, if I really accepted who I was, I would not be afraid to share it. Mm, right. I Rather love if it was that. good or bad. Right. Right. Rather I hadn't thought about bad, it that way, was... Benny. Yeah. 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 So you're saying you found that. And I think what you're, what you're saying is because we know, right. As speakers, we know that one of the, the number one fears that people have, I mean, I think I read somewhere once that people would rather drown than public speak. I thought, what? <laughs> like, are you kidding what? me? And, and me no. and you, we get our energy. Like if there's 500 people in the room, I'm like, let's go. Oh, and for me, I'll that's a whole lot better than two, right? I can turn up for two also, but I love, <laughs> you know, the 500, the thousand rooms. And I think right. what you're saying is a lot of times people that don't have that confidence is sometimes connected to maybe some trauma or something that happened earlier on. And they weren't able to reconcile it. You were able to reconcile yours early on or or, or start the reconciling process, right? Yeah. And and that well, made check, a difference. Huh. A hundred percent. Never so thought about it that out. way. I'm gonna I'm gonna connect it even further. Okay, I'm gonna, go I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna connect it even further. Let's do it. P- people don't fear public speaking, they fear the public speaking about them. Mm, say it again for the people in the people, bag. <laughs> people don't fear public speaking, they fear the public speaking about them. And here's I'm gonna prove right. it. When I got out of that office after telling the counselor, there were two kids that saw me come out of that office. Okay. And they were in that same assembly and they laughed at me. Wow. And they said, ha ha, ha ha, I know why you're there. Wow. And I'm going to tell you what that did for me. It made me never want to say anything. See, because my abuser told me, if you say something, your parents are going to be exactly. mad at you. So look, so look at the mindset being developed as, as a young boy. Yeah. You don't want people to be mad at you and then you don't want them to laugh at you. Right. So don't. So don't be your authentic self. Don't talk about the things that are holding you back. Yeah. Shove it down. Keep it in. Shove it down. Shove it down. Because guess what? 
it's not that you fear saying something is you're you're afraid that somebody will say something to you and they proved it right right and so early on i became a performer okay i was just good entertaining people i was good setting the stage i was good recycling whatever what i thought everybody else wanted me to be do and create instead of being who i was supposed to be right and so this this played perfect into my childhood because i i started to do performing arts I started to get on stage and I knew how to get you to like me without you having to see within me. Right. If you, if you like what you saw on the outside, we were good. Yeah. So you were entertaining, but not opening up. You were in, everything is outside. Nothing from the inside was coming out. Right. Struggling. Struggling. Okay. And, yeah. and this is all through, I imagine elementary school, high school. Yep. And yep. then, and so what, where was the, the click then where you're going from hurt you know, you're protecting yourself. You learn how to do that, right? You said, I'm going to build this outside exterior, keep people yeah. at bay, still have some successes. You're performing. Yeah. Other people are looking at you. They're probably thinking, Benny's got it all together, right? You're still a popular guy. I can tell you got swag right now. So I see it. You probably had it mm -hmm. even in high school, right? This is cultivate. This is old swag right here, I see, right? But you had some in high school. Yeah, yeah. And so what was the click between yeah, I, I've got this outside, but this I got to do something more. Like, what turned the switch? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we all have those like life moment experiences yeah. where, where. So I think it, it. I could say it started to happen in my early twenties. Okay. Where, um, you know, I, I I was a young youth pastor. I was preaching, teaching. I was traveling. I got a mm -hmm. lot of success early on, and I could no longer hide the personal and the I was having public success but pro but, but private failure mm. internally okay outside I was crushing it I was I was lit you were like right. me I could I could I could I could do the job yeah. right but I was not doing any internal work I was not becoming the person that I wanted others to really know because I didn't want to talk about that. Now, let me ask you, I got, I got interrupted because you said youth pastor here. So this is this is dear to dear my heart. I went to Bible college. I, that's this is yep. a whole nother show. We, we're going to have to have you back. For same, that. Thing, but same thing. It's well, a whole nother one. show. Trust me. But but um, I fell out of love with the church for for several reasons. But again, that's yep. another show. Uh, we'll do it during Pride Month. But um, <laughs> so at that time, though, you're in the church and you still don't feel comfortable enough nope. to to share and to talk about this no you see because there was a lot of there was personal issues that i hadn't dealt with there was the sexual abuse that i went through there was my own confusion about who was i supposed to be you know mm -hmm. how am i supposed to live as a man okay um you know seeing challenges in my family with my parents and you know, we didn't. We grew up in a very. We grew up in a struggling area. We grew up in a in a very gang infested area in the inner city of Chicago. We didn't have much. You know, one minute the lights were on, the next minute they were off. The next minute right. we got a car. The next minute we're taking the bus because they got repossessed and we didn't. Yeah. We don't know what happened. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so 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 right. so conflicting. So so I, I never I never found in as growing up the ability to talk about the tough subjects. Gotcha. Right. And so it just, it kind of was like, don't just act like it's not there, but we don't even need to talk about it, mm -hmm. which is perfect because when I told, when I shared my story with even my mom, after I told her that, we never talked about it. Right. We never did anything about it. Nothing happened See, about it. Nothing happened. Right. So for me, look at all the messages I'm getting as a young boy. Look at all the messages I'm getting growing up. Yeah, the conflict, oh, right? The, like, con oh, the internal conflict, the, the war, the struggle. 
to, to, to find my own identity and to find my voice. So I found it in making sure that people liked me. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. became a performer and an entertainer and it broke me right. because when I, when I no longer had the energy to perform for people, yeah, I had to sit, I had to sit down and regroup and that happened wow. in my, my early thirties. You know, and what did I, that I look it, like? What did that regroup look like? Walking away Oof. from what? Like what did it look like? It, it, it ugly. Okay. Ugly. It looked it looked ugly. It looked. I had to look at my wife and say, "I'm I'm missing it. I'm failing. I'm failing mm. as a husband. I'm failing as a fa- I, at the time we didn't have kids, but I was failing as a husband. I was failing as a leader. I was failing just as a as a person. Right. I was not win. I was not winning. And and you're and, in a church at this particular time leading. At this particular time, I just I stepped away from it, okay. You know, because I got disappointed by leadership. I got disappointed sure. by all the, like you said, that's a whole other episode. Yeah, right. We, we, we're, 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 that's a whole other episode. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. We might right. have to even but co-host that. Long one. story right. short, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> um, you know, I had to get to a place where Benny had to get healthy again. Okay. And so, you know, when when all of these. When your foundation is not built right, everything else on top of it that you're trying to stack is not going to uphold. Preach. Yeah. So so the truth is that I can blame all these other things on top, but I got to say, well, if I had a healthy foundation, I might not have, never, I might not have said yes. Right. I might not have agreed to that. Right. I might not have co-signed on that. So there was a lot of challenges there because it just wasn't uh, as simple as just saying yes. It was more about like, did I have the tools? And I'll be honest with you. I didn't have the tools. Mm-hmm. I didn't have mm-hmm. the tools. I didn't have the ability to, to grow. I didn't have the ability to like, you know, have these like real in-depth conversations because in my family, we just avoided it all together. Right. Right. And so, so now you know this and you say to your wife, uh, what's her reaction? She's supportive. She's like, what are we going to ready to do? What's going on? Scared? All of the above. <laughs> I think it was all of the above. I think it was me getting to a place of saying, you know, this is what's really going on with my life. This is where I'm at. And I'll tell you what it was. And you know this from being in church. I felt like God woke me up and said, you're going to lose your wife if you don't come clean. Ooh, okay. Wow. And I felt I felt like this real sense of brokenness in my heart. This real sense of like, like what I thought was the end was actually the beginning right. of my life. Right. And so I started to get healthier. I started to, to deal with things that were both from not just a personal side, but from an addictive nature side, things that I, I kind of like swept under the rug, not really sure. talk about, not really deal with. I started to address those things. And what's that and, look like though, Benny? I'm asking for like the kid that's listening or, or somebody that's going through the yeah. same thing. Cause we, sometimes we do these things where we go, you know, I started to get healthier. What the heck did you, what's that mean? What did you do? Like eat vegetables Arab. or what? Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, what, what did you do? <laughs> I think I had to get on a spiritual diet. Okay. Spirit spirituality just isn't about church. Right. Okay. And I think that's the misconception. It's and again, so I love church. Like you said, Bible college train, preach, right. you name it, lay, right. all that stuff. I had to I, I tell you, to be honest with you, at the time when I was broken, I couldn't go to the church because mm-hmm. they didn't know how to be honest about the stuff I was struggling with. Right. Right. They didn't. Like yeah. I had to go in a room, I had to find a whole different other community that yeah. I could see their brokenness i could see their vulnerability mm-hmm. and i could accept it as my own gotcha okay okay and so for me it had to be authentic it had to be like really confronting um the pain of my past 
Right. You know, I, I know we talk about it like it's supposed to be like a narrative story. And I think you can, but I think you got to work through it in order to talk about it. Right. 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 And so if not, then it just becomes a war story. Yep. And it does. And you're, you're talking about your wounds and not your scars. Mm, There's a difference. I love that. Yeah. That okay. big difference. Right. <clears throat> right. So for me, it was about looking at my scars and saying, okay, where do I need to heal? And what areas were still, you know, wounds in my life, you know, things that I had to go through. And I think all, all that plays into me as a speaker, because for so many years, all I did was speak. And, you know, I had to find a way to kind of segue that story. And so about, and, and I'll bring it to this point, uh, about two years ago, I did a talk called Shame on Me. Okay. And I talked about the shame that I dealt with. Mm, I said, shame you know on what? Me. Right. Shame on me. Like, I'm a snitch on me. I'm going to uh-huh. tell you what I've been through. I like that. And it was so empowering. Yeah. So empowering, you know, because I was like, you know what? Before they laughed at me, guess what? Now I get to control the narrative. Right. I get to control how I want to tell the story. Yeah. That that's so, super powerful. That's super powerful, especially in that yeah. space when we're talking about abuse. I think to take ownership over that. That's what I hear from from that talk mm-hmm. that you did was you took ownership over it, which takes the power then away from the abuser and those memories, you know, associated Absolutely. with that, right? And so Absolutely. that that's a powerful tool, and, and I hope that people listening know that they can too, you know, do that. So so you're you're speaking, you're traveling. You're, you know, shame on me. You're doing all this, this great well, stuff. Well, at this point, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll kind of put okay. a little bit more of a yeah. timeline together. So at the time in which I confessed to my wife that I was just broken, right. making poor decisions, um, I sat down from any speaking, any speaking. Wow. Okay. And that was really, really hard for me because yeah. I didn't want to perform anymore. Right. I wanted to speak from a place of, of authenticity. Okay. I wanted to speak from a place of healing. And I needed that. I needed yeah. that, that that opportunity to like really focus. So I would speak from my job, but okay. like from a place of like. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was right. just getting ready to say you still got to eat, right? And sometimes people right, right. hear these things like take time for yourself and be one. The uh-huh. light bill still got to get paid, right? <laughs> like, you know, because right. you're going to be one right. by yourself it's in not, the dark. Right? It's not like okay. I'm taking trips to Cancun, like, oh, I'm just relaxing, trying to get right, me together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No, I, I I worked worked a job, sat away from, got away from ministry, and just focused on how do I get better at what I'm doing? How do gotcha. I get clearer about this? And so for me, it was so important to take that time and do that. And... um as I was doing that, I started to to build trust again with my wife. As I was doing that, I started to trust myself again. Right, that's like, important. Like right? I think I think we forget that. I really yeah. do. I think I think we forget to trust ourselves and forgive ourselves. Right. And the truth is that I could not model something that I myself was not willing to accept. How about that? How about that? Okay? Yeah, yeah. And so as I was as I as I was able to do that, therapy, uh, groups, um, marriage counseling, uh, finding a, a new faith community, all these. All of these were all parts of, of like repiecing the person who I'm supposed yeah. to be. Right. It's a whole I new ne- puzzle, whole new puzzle yeah. to put together yeah. for a whole new Benny. Right. Like 100%. all those pieces. Yeah. That that's powerful. Wow. Yeah. And your wife hung in there with you and did all that, all those steps. She did, with you. man. She's a champ. Keeper, man. She's a champ, man. <laughs> right? Oh no. Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, during the time and there's a lot of spiritual wovenness in this mm-hmm. at the time we had separated and uh, she said um, God spoke to me she mm. said um, 
we're going to, that if we, if he restores our marriage, we're going to name our son Nehemiah because like God rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem, yeah. he, re, he rebuilt our marriage. And she's telling son, you this during your separation, during, during our separation and no kids. Wow. My Let son is seven it. years. My, my, my son Nehemiah is seven years old. Wow. And he, he is a testimony of how yeah, God restored literally, us. Literally, right? Yeah. Literally, he is a testimony of how God restored our marriage. I wonder, has and, he ever asked you, why am I named Nehemiah? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, he knows the story. But, he does, okay. <laughs> um, I think when, when he gets older, we'll definitely share with him. Because, you know, for me, that's a part of my journey. There's yeah. so much connectedness to finding that place of healing and, and wholeness. And it not be about, see, here's the thing. I didn't want to be manipulated anymore. Mm-hmm, I didn't want to mm-hmm. be, you know, conv- I, I needed to genuinely connect with myself and connect with, you know, my, my God, my higher power, right. Connect with the things for me that were going to bring me to live in my best self. Yeah. And uh, it was a journey. It was a journey. So, you know, I'm on that journey, right. I, I go through this period where, and again, there's so much to the story. Like I said, disappointments and failures right. and ups and downs and, you know, good opportunities, bad opportunities. And then I find myself in at that period in 2011 where my life just began to pivot and I begin to reconnect with who I was, the person I've always wanted to become. And then I would say about three or four years ago, I'm sitting at this event and um, at this time I'm doing my coaching training. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I'm in a, I am a certified professional coach. I've, you know, I've gone, I'm at the second level of coaching as the PCC. I'm like once one level away from being a master coach. Cool. Um, and I've invested my time in this craft. And so as I'm doing this, I'm, I'm coaching, I'm coaching, I'm coaching, but inside my heart, I'm like, I want to speak. Mm. That's, that's right. I want to, I want to, I want to, I, I see, like, I see visions and I see things. So I'm at this event and uh, it's called Creative Collective. Okay. Right? It's an interesting name, Creative Collective. And there's a whole bunch of artists and musicians and graphic people. Like it's okay. a whole art community. Okay. And so I'm there and I'm like. God, why am I here? Like I came because I thought I'd find something. I'm not finding what I'm looking for. I want to go. And I'm literally in this audience of like a few hundred people. In there, and I'm asking God. And um, I said, uh, and I really felt God say to me, how did I create? And I said, you spoke. Mm. And he said, go do it. Wow. And I felt like that was God recommissioning me back to go speak. Yeah. And you had and to be that. there in that space to even that. hear that, right? Like it received that message right there in that right. space during that time. Wow. Because yeah. I feel like you see God the way he shows you his creative being. Right. And you had to be and in that, that creative space. And there it was. And 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 the other thing is, it, you know, and you know this, speaking is an art, right? It's it's also creative. And, and I look at it that way that it's, it, it is artistry. If you do it, you know, correctly. And by correctly, I mean, connect with your audience and give them yep. what they need. Right. That's the, that's our check marks. Those are our applauses when we can resonate and help somebody. Um, and, and, and speaking in that and helping what about your business like if yep. I, you know, a coach signs up with you, walk me through the experience yeah. that I get to have with you. Yeah. So I started a program called Speak More. Okay. And I, the reason the reason why is because I said, what do I want people to do? Mm-hmm. What do they want to do? And guess what they want to do? 
they want to speak more. Yeah, because people want to be heard. They want to be heard and seen. Right. They want to yep. be heard. They want to be seen. Yep. And they just don't want to say something, but they have something to say. Right. They have value. They have a story. And so, one, I started this program called Speak More to really help people get a strategy. Mm-hmm. I think if people develop a strategy around their values, they around their message, around their content, think about it. When we're on social media, that's what you're trying to do. You, a lot of people don't post on social media. Not because they don't want to share, but they're stuck with yeah. what do I share? What do I say? Right. Yeah. What do I say? Right. So they've not connected their story. They don't understand how to clarify their message. They don't even know their communication style. Right. 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 And so I think people think like, oh, I'm just loud. I'm just an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Yeah. That's not necessarily a communication style. That's more of like your personality. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like, like that's, that's yeah. your communication And they're worried. Style. They're also worried about that thing you said in the beginning. What mm-hmm. people are gonna say what back gonna at say. them, right? Like, right. oh, your your baby's funny looking. You you know, oh, why do they have that on? All that you know, that stuff. People sometimes don't post for that, and you really got to yeah. do some introspective and self work when you post and go. I, I don't care. Like you know, yeah. yeah, I had the same shirt on yesterday. I mean, it's three days. You know, right. I did change my shirt, but oh well. The message and what I want to say is is more important than all that <laughs> other peripheral stuff. You know, yeah. and so you help people find that individually to be able to communicate and speak more so that the desires of their heart people get to hear and experience right Right. okay 100 i love that and and it could be around a signature talk it could be around something that you want to be able to say man i'm missing this message Mm -hmm. so when i do a five-week virtual training called speak more okay and then i and then i have a one-on-one coaching program where i really go in depth because here's the thing if you're going to speak I, i normally say this Speaking will inspire people. Right. Coaching will empower people. Mm. Most people want to do both and they don't know how to connect it. Right. That right? is that's a gym dropper right there. That's what we're gonna call this episode. When right? I say when people when 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 I help people understand it, they understand because here's the thing, you gotta call people to action. Sure. Right. I mean, perfect example. Every time Jesus spoke, it wasn't like, hey guys, bye, I'm out of here. Right. No, it was like it was like, now go do the same. Do this. Like, right. Do this. Right. Yep. There was a call to action. Yeah. And if, if, if you're aware, if you're in, if you understand your market, you're going to understand, well, what's the call? What's the next step? What's the right. call to action? Right. Do, do I coach? Do I mentor? Do I consult? Do I advise? What is that next step? So I help people figure out both a signature talk and a signature program that speaks more to their ideal client. Mm, I love that. I love that. I'm gonna have to call Biddy my dad on self, y'all. Hey, right? How about your boy? But most people envision this, but they don't know how to strategize it and contextualize yeah. it and get it so out. So this is what, like actually, where, right? Where does, it live? does it live in a PDF? Does it live mm-hmm. on a website? Right. I know a lot of times for me, I feel like it just lives here and uh-huh. here, right? But right. then, how does that that translate? So how you actually have a process to help all of that uh-huh. vomit out and then mm-hmm. be what it should be and be able to be impactful. Right. That, that's and, and that's think, outstanding. And people don't know how to put it into a framework. Right. They don't know how to outline their values. They don't know how to develop a structure or a system or a strategy around that. This is where I put on my multiple hats as a gotcha. coach, right? So, right. Uh, so even like the name that coaching guy, right? People are like, well, what does that name mean? Yeah. Right. I was like, well, I'm just a really good coach in these areas, not just because I'm certified and professional, but I've literally coached, I've done financial coaching, career coaching, executive coaching, leadership coaching, speaker coaching, business coaching. Like, so I'm like, well, what kind of coach do I want to be? I'm like, yo, 
I'm that coaching that guy. coaching guy. Like, what do you need? I, I do, do all need? that. Yeah. I do it all, right? But I do all that. Dot com was taken, y'all. So he went with <laughs> that coaching guy. <laughs> you know, and here's the thing: in terms of like branding, obviously this is my logo, right? Um, you know, it, nobody had that name, and I, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna distinguish myself differently because again, there's and it's another conversation. A lot of people call themselves coaches out there doing really bad coaching. Yeah, there's some who are doing really good coaching. And so I think um, just a nugget for your audience, make sure you do your due diligence in looking for a coach, uh, having that conversation with them. Because for me, it's about a connection to my clients. Yeah. Like someone I, actually, pays me to work with them. Yeah. Right. That's That actually brings up my next question, right? Because I, I want to say there is, there are tons of coaches out here and tons of mm-hmm. speakers out here. And so, and especially this leads right into the, the great app clubhouse, right? And, and I will <laughs> I will qualify first before my question. Um, I think that clubhouse is revolutionizing how people meet. And, and I think it is a fantastic platform for the opportunity to meet people that you wouldn't necessarily be able to, to meet without going to a conference or someone knowing someone or a, a LinkedIn connection yeah. that you have. So I, I heard you that. speak. So yeah, I, you I know, heard you I heard you. I, like, I mean, that's, that's where yeah, it came I, from, right? Um, yeah. and, and then I feel like Clubhouse at some point is going to change. And I've witnessed this change. So I want to get your, your thoughts on this. I, I feel like from a month ago, month before that to now, there seems to be this clear line between audience and moderators, right? There's this big division now. And when you talk about these coaches, there are people in some rooms just pitching, man. They're pitching all day, all the time, not sharing, not networking, but, oh, I'll tell you how to do this. Call me. You know, I even Mm -hmm. had one person uh, slide into my DM that said, if you want this PDF, you have to follow me on IG first. And I thought, honey, if I had <laughs> planned on it, that's dead now, right? <laughs> just to, you, you're going, you just, you you just follow killed it. A PDF? Like that's dead. That's over with. How can people be careful? You are a, a master coach. I, yeah. I mean, I saw your bio, you, you do this for real, right? You didn't wake up and somebody said, this, Oh, yeah. you know, Benny's good at like convincing people. And you got some people out here yeah. that think because they can persuade people that makes <laughs> them a coach, you've yeah. got the letters and stuff behind you. What can yeah. people watch out for? What are some of the differentiators so that people don't yeah. get sucked in to a not real coach, but and find somebody like yourself? Yeah. So it's interesting, right? The power of an app where people are speaking, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you can't speak to that person who's asking you to pay 10000 you don't need to be paying that money, mm. first of all. Right, right. I okay. had a guy who was like, you know, he thought he thought I was going to just sign up the moment he sent me an Instagram <laughs> DM, like, hey, right. you ready? I'm like, ready for what? What? Like, <laughs> right. You know, I've been in some of these rooms where they have bashed coaches like me. I had, mm-hmm. I heard... Um, one particular person, we probably know who that person is, but, you know, just say, Hey, if you ever meet a certified professional coach, never hire them. Wow. I said, what? Wow. And I'm like, dude, like, like, and here's the thing. I signed up for a one-on-one coaching to see his methodology. With you him. did. It was the worst experience <laughs> oh. ever. It was fake. It was phony. It was fabricated. It was scripted. Um, it was not, it's not coaching. Here's the right. thing. Coaching no, is not about, right. right. If you hire a coach because you like their success, you're going to fail. 
Mm, that's the that I like that one. Write that one down, people. I'm telling you, you're right because it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do because you're not you, them. You, <laughs> right. My success is helping you become the very very best version of yourself. Right. Now, now, of course, I'm not a coach for everybody, and I tell I, so. That's why I do a strategy call. Because mm-hmm. I want to see if I even like you, <laughs> like yeah. real talk, like, I, like, like if I'm going to work with you for three, right. six months, I better like you. I right. Better see right. We're going to be hanging out. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I'm invested. I prepare. I'm strategic. I'm not just giving you advice. I don't, people don't pay me to give them advice. People pay me because they want to get somewhere. Right. And like, again, look at LeBron James. LeBron James came to South Florida, yep. joined with Dwayne Wade. And here is Eric Spostra. Eric Spostra what he was good at was bringing talent together for people, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What what has to happen for people is you have to understand where their on switches. So when I coach a client, I do an assessment. I do a questionnaire. I understand what are their saboteurs. I understand what are their superpowers. Mm-hmm. Like I'm framing who this person is. If I just start going and just do this, do this. Yeah. Not good. How, how do not you good. know? Yeah, that is crazy. I never thought about it that way, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a, just like a sports coach, right? A sports coach absolutely has to treat athletes. You have plays that you like to run as a coach, right? And you know, your schemes, but you've got to make some pivots and make some changes, right? If, if, if we're talking basketball, if everybody's six, five, you, you're not running a running gun offense, you know, I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. six, eight and nobody can dribble. You're not running and gunning, right? You got to slow exactly. down and have more strategy and so this when you have your strategy call you're finding out what type of player this you're going to have on your team I, I, what I'm, position trying to, exactly. I'm trying to yeah. figure out what kind of game they're trying to play i'm trying to see where they're strong at where, where, where do they show up at um i'm doing a lot of uh intuitive assessments mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. here's the thing we know intuitively somebody's like makeup just after a few minutes talking to them. absolutely that it. it's actually my superpower. Like <laughs> exactly. the, I'm telling you at the bar, come sit next to me, give me three minutes. And I'm like, give me three minutes. I got you. I'm like, yay yeah, or nay, man. <laughs> like I already know. Right. <laughs> right. For sure. And so, you know, this is what I trained it. And, you know, my background educationally is organizational leadership. Okay. So I see, I see people as they are the, the executive of their own life. Right. And I mean, I don't use that, those buzzwords, like be your own boss. Like I get it. Um, I, I want people to be that, but the truth is that it's really how you lead yourself. Mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. if entrepreneurship is how you do it, then, then it's it. If you work for a company, that's it. I'm, I'm not one of those coaches out there like, oh, leave your nine to five. If you're not just, no, everybody has, everybody's at different levels in their yeah. life and has different needs. I just want to know where you want to go. Right. If you, and I tell my clients this, I'm like, I don't have the keys to your life. You do. Yeah. You just misplace the keys. Right. I'm going to help you find them. <laughs> I'm going to help you find the keys. Uh, and I'm going to get on the passenger side. of. And I tell them, all my clients this. I'm, a, I'm the passenger in your car. I am not the driver. I love that. I love that. I, I say something similar. Like, you know, you're the author of your life, the book of your life. I can give you the pen. I can give you the paper, all that. But you, yeah. you got to write it. And it has to be something that you're going to want to read later. Right. Uh-huh. I can't write your book for you because it'd be my book. Right. And uh-huh. you may not want to read my book, you know, so right. I, I completely hear you on that. A um, lot of success. You you shared a lot of uh, gems, a lot of failures. You shared very early in the beginning. Yeah, this is our fourth and one we call here in the huddle question. Your biggest failure, your biggest <sighs> failure and what you learned from it. 
my biggest failure was uh, I was invited to speak at an event. And um, as, I, as we're getting ready to near all these executives and CEOs start coming in, and then the person who's hosting the event said to me, hey, your, your former boss is coming. Mm. Now, we didn't have the greatest parting of ways <laughs> okay. to say it like that. And so I was like, now I'm the one speaking. Now you sit and listen right. to me. Right. right? <laughs> so I go to my PowerPoint. I adjust it. For some reason, I realize I have two copies. So I delete one. And then I trash. And, and I thought that I trashed the copy. Okay. And so I delete one. And as I'm doing the other one, I said, oh, it didn't, it didn't go. And I, and for some reason I empty out the trash can, which is so weird on my computer. Yeah. I never do. Right. Right. But you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling yeah. it, right? Like, like do this, yeah. I'm getting rid of this. I'm going yeah, to empty the trash out too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm throwing out the trash. You know Nail like, what? Like, <laughs> there's some significance there. I never saw that. I'm throwing out the trash. The trash. You know? right. Um, And then I X out of the other one that I didn't save. So I get ready to step up and speak. And I realized I have no PowerPoint. And Goodness. everything was in my PowerPoint. Uh, and I remember for months, I could not look at them. I'm going to tell you, the pictures that day were fire, though. My my guy was snapping away. <laughs> I got pictures of my worst day ever. Oh, my word. What did you do? You know, I learned several lessons. One, um, I was trying to prove something. And in proving something, I proved to myself that um, that I was trying to please people. And mm. I didn't need to do that. I just needed to be myself. Mm. That I needed to accept. And, I, and it, most of all, I needed to be ready for whatever popped up. Right. Because right. I remember feeling nervous. I remember feeling the anxiety. I remember feeling like he's not going to get over on this one. I'm going to show him what, what he missed out on. Right. And um, I learned a very valuable lesson. It was hard to look at those pictures. Um, I never got invited back to speak there again, which was hard as well. Um, and I knew I blew it. I knew right. I blew it. Um, but it was a lot of learning lessons there yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all it's those. Still, it's, it's it still gets you. Though. I, I know. It. I, and I see it, man. I see it. When you said, and I never got invited back again, there was a part of you that was like, man, they should invite me back at this point. You know, like right. I saw I mean, it, you know, like uh, that's hard. And and you probably also learned all those internal growth mindset lessons and oh, yeah. probably bought a stock load of um, zip drives. Right? <laughs> <laughs> any, any, any time now I always email my PowerPoint. Yep. I Let me tell you that story of yours is my worst nightmare it to come true. And so I have, I email it to the partner wherever I'm going. I have a zip drive with it on. I save it as a, a PDF. I save it as, you know, for Mac. I save it for PC. Man. I'm like, then the only confusion is when I get there, I'm like, wait a minute, there's nine of these. Hold on for a second. But yeah. that's a, you know, that's a thing. The thing now, though, I bet, Benny, is that if that exact same thing happened, there's, I get this feeling that you would just talk from here and wouldn't even need those slides, right? Because yeah, you're more like it, you and authentically you. And so yeah. you don't even need the slides as, as a crutch, um, you know, yeah. anymore. so that, that, that's good stuff. Maybe you should call yeah. him, man, and tell him you want to come back half price or so. 
<laughs> like whatever. <laughs> I don't even think they got it for my half price, to be honest. With I you, know that's right. right. <laughs> Cha ching, baby, baby. All right. Yeah. Uh, so now, did you have idols? Uh, so who were some of your idols, or like as a child, who'd you look up to? You know, I think for me, it was uh, because I was kind of like in this like space of like um, performing arts and like mm -hmm. church. A lot of my people that I looked up to were people who were either in ministry, but there was one lady. Her name was Libby Comichael, and okay. her name was uh, she was actually a dame and she was uh, my dance instructor. Hmm. And um, I remember she came to my school, that same school that I told my mom um, what I had went through, that same school. She came, I was like maybe sixth grade, sixth grade, and she offered this program. And for some reason, me and a whole bunch of friends said, yeah, we'll go because, I mean, we thought the girls would fly back. Then. Right, like, right. Yo, like, let me highlight you, you know what I mean? Like, yo, this like, has got to be, it's got to work right, out, right? Right. And so, and so I think that's why, I don't even know why I even said yesterday like that, but it ended up being a four and a half year journey wow. of us doing performing arts, see, being on some major stages and you know, Libby impacted my life because I saw the way that she cared. I saw that she cared about our gift. You know, oftentimes I think as children, we get our gift silenced. Yeah. Because yeah. somebody else doesn't know what to do with it. Right, right. And she saw that. Wow. She saw that. That's that's powerful and impactful. And and speaking of that impact, can you share a story throughout your time? I mean, it could be when you were a speaker from high school to day before yesterday that you feel like someone shared the impact that you had on them on their lives yeah oh man so i think there's a few stories so i'll tell you one yesterday since most okay recent. in i mean i'm a part of a community that is that is part of a recovery community that i lead okay and and so there's you know people follow me on social media and one of the guys said to me he goes man you know what's so different about you is you are the same whether you're leading us in recovery as it when you're doing business. Mm. And I said, wow, I, 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 I appreciated that. Yeah. Because vulnerability is a hard thing for us yeah. as individuals. Right. Nobody, right, sure. nobody wants to feel naked. Nobody wants to feel nope. exposed. Nobody wants to feel vulnerable. And for me, I just pride myself on that. I pride myself on being authentic. I, like I, I say to people, uh, I, I'm probably the most loyal person you, you're going to meet because mm -hmm. um, I, I genuinely strive to walk in my in who I'm supposed to be. And so I think just hearing that from somebody yeah. who's been on a journey with me for two or three years, um, someone who I've poured into, someone who, I, who I've mentored, someone who, <clears throat> you know, I've, I, can, I can walk with and at the same time love enough to correct right. as a friend. Yeah. And then knowing, knowing my boundaries and spaces is always. No, important. that's super powerful because what I hear from an outsider also is how authentic you are. If you can be the same dude when it's business to like in your off time and, and especially in something that you're leading that's so, you know, I mean, that could be heavy, you know, recovery and all that. And you're the same guy. Wow. Look at how far Big Benny is from Little Benny, who was hiding. Yeah you know, yep. all the time on a stage, even though people were liking him to mm -hmm. now here you are. Everything is you, you're out here in the flesh. The, yep. the inside is the same as the outside and people are still liking you. I would say probably yeah. even more because people love when people are authentic. 
This is a lot right. of pouring and a lot of giving you're doing to other people. Like just your, your business life, your personal life seems that way. How do you take care of you? Like self-care, I mean, cause you gotta be here to be able to do that. How do you recharge to be yeah. able to still pour into so many other people? I think one, uh, my faith, um, I feel like my faith has been restored and renewed. Um, and it's not around religious religion. It's really around uh, my relationship with God. Mm. Um, and so for me, that's how I contextualize that. Um, another thing for me is my family. Okay. So it's my faith, my family. Um, I mean, I have such an amazing wife. I have beautiful kids. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want to be going too fast that I miss the scenery. Gotcha. Right. Like my kids grow up quick, right. They grow up quick and you know, uh, life happens. And so I think just being present is something that I'm always working towards. Yeah. You know, being being present as much as possible. Um, I think also just daily practices, reading, you know, self-reflection, doing community. I'm a big community guy. Okay. And so, you know, being involved in community is what um, helps sustain me. And so I right. find my communities, clubhouse is a community. This is a community, my faith community, you know, looking at my friends and, and realizing that I don't have to live like, like I understand who I am now. Right. And I think right. for me, that's so important. Yeah. And, and, and you I, can share that, that. And I like me. Yeah. I really, really I like, like I like you too, man. You know what I'm <laughs> I like you too, man. <laughs> I, I do. You know? You're a cool dude. I, I appreciate yeah. you coming on here and being super vulnerable too. And I think anybody that's listening that's struggling with some of the issues that you mentioned, you gave, I mean, I can feel the authenticity coming through the screen. Like you really mean what you say. Like this isn't I like. Do you know, a tagline for your business. This is you. And ironically right. enough, we've talked about 2% about your business and <laughs> we really talked about you and your family, but that is your business, right? You try to tell people how to get right. to the same yeah. place that you're at, which yeah. is total acceptance of yourself, still giving, um, but recharging, being a being a good dude. I, I like to say like everything we learned in kindergarten, man, if we could just do, right? Like just yeah. share and with each other and be nice, just be good human beings. And if you know something that somebody else doesn't know, then help them with that knowledge and they'll Absolutely. do the same for you. And it, it, it truly does. It sounds hokey and corny, but it makes the world a better place. But I'm trying to participate in that better world. It, it is yeah. time for the two minute drill. All right, two it. minute drill. I'm gonna call them out. You just say the first thing that pops into your mind. Ready? Deal. All right, hip hop or jazz? Oh, jazz. Book club or the club? The club. <laughs> the club. He still got club in him, y'all. <laughs> I'm saved, but I'm not. I don't know if I'm delivered. I'm saved. I love it. I love it. Amen, brother. Eat out or have food delivered? Eat out. Football or basketball? Oh, basketball. Sports car or luxury SUV? Now, luxury SUV. <laughs> yeah, you got kids there, right? Yeah, kids. <laughs> right. All right. I think I know the answer to this one. Take a class or teach a class? Oh, teach one. All right. Beach or cabin? <sighs> cabin. Mac or PC? Mac. IG or Facebook? IG. Movies or a play? A play. Chocolate milk or white milk? Ooh, oat milk. Oh, okay. <laughs> oat milk. Oat milk. Chocolate, chocolate oat milk. <laughs> Hoodie or suit? Hmm. 
I'm going to go hoodie. Okay. Dog or cat? Dog. Bath or shower? Bath. Manicure or pedicure? I've never had either one, and it's about time that I get one. Okay, yeah. I'm about to holler at your, about, about about your manicure, wife. Manicure, manicure, yeah. <laughs> okay, and the last one, money or time? Time. All right. I like that. Thank you for the two-minute drill. Play the two-minute drill. I, I, my last question for you is, do you have a mentor or someone that you talk to about, like someone that coaches you? And, I, and I'm yeah. asking this. Let me preface this by saying that I just recently – heard that this is like, you know, I mean, I knew it was important, but I'm really thinking about that in, in my, my life. I feel like I'm now in the circle where it's more peers. Um, and so I'm just wondering, do you, do you, even the coaching guy, that, that yeah. coaching guy, do you have a mentor and how do you find mm -hmm. one? Yeah. So I think a mentor and a coach is different. Okay. So Talk to us I about it. Coach, I think a mentor is somebody who you aspire to be like, and you don't necessarily aspire to be like your coach. Um, okay. Right. So right. Your mentor, a lot of it is character. A lot of it is journey. A lot of it is, can I, can I learn from you? Gotcha. Right. I think a coach is really about how can you help me learn more? Right. 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 So I think you have to differentiate the difference. So I have a mentor and he, yeah, I met him man back in two. So I have two mentors. Um, okay. one right now is kind of going through, um, Alzheimer's. The other one mm. has is a pastor who has always just been very welcoming of me and has always seen me not like <clears throat> younger, but somebody who I can just go to. And so for me, he's been in my life since 2009. Okay. And we, we talk regularly. He's a mentor to me. When it comes to a coach, I've hired at least four or five coaches in different seasons of my life Okay. Um, for things that I needed. And I think for me, one of the challenges, and this is something that I got to get better at, I hire coaches based on what I need in the moment and sometimes not what I need most. Ah. And so, so that's something that I'm learning to do. I had a coach for six, seven months, and um, it was great. He really challenged me to think, but it felt like it was, it felt like it was a little transactional and not transformational. Mm. And, I, and I think I was looking for something else. So for me, I was willing to try it on for size and I learned so much from him, but I realized that the relationship didn't go beyond the transaction. And that that's tough for me because right. I'm, I'm highly relational. Yeah. Um, I don't want everything is relationships is what I say. Right. Every right. single thing. It's like location, location, location. I say relationships, relationships, relationships. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think understanding that, but I, I I do have relationships. I do have people that pour into me. I have people because I'm in the coaching circle and a lot of coaches. Um, I can do a lot of masterminding. And I think at, at this time, um, yeah, I, I lean into my mentors and I, I reach out to my coach once in a while and we talk and, and he really pours into me. So yeah, you, you gotta have it. Gotta like, have it's, it's, it's essential. Like if yeah. you want to be challenged to go to that next level, um, it's, it's important. Perfect. All right. I might be calling you, my brother. Tell people hey. where they can get in contact with you. What's coming down the pike? Give them your, your uh, contact Ooh. info. Man. So you can follow me at that coaching guy, uh, Instagram. I use Twitter. I used to, I use Twitter to vent my air, my, my frustrations out. So <laughs> but don't, don't follow me. Don't follow Twitter. there. Okay. You know, you're going to be like, whoa, I didn't know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, go to that coaching guy go to that coaching guy.com follow my instagram clubhouse um man what i got coming down the pipe yeah. um you know we are doing 
um, Speak More. I'm launching another Speak More program, and I think I'm going to start launching them every other month. Okay. Um, we're also going to be doing Speak More one-day virtual events. We're also going to do a, a Speak More um, actual digital course. I'm going to break it down into a digital course. Nice. It's kind of a do-it-yourself video library where where we do that. And then it's kind of like some monthly subscription where people can be a part of my community. I've always seen myself as leading a tribe of people right, and doing right. something that was authentically me. Um, yeah. And, and I want, I want that, but I want, I don't want to do it for, I want to, I want to be able to do it to um, obviously to be a, a, something that's sustainable and, but I don't want money to drive it. I want mission to drive it. Right. I want to be on a mission. Right. Okay? And yeah. I, I believe I'm one of the best coaches out there. Um, I believe I'm one of the best speakers out there. Uh, I believe I'm one of the best people out there. And so I'm just going to, I'm not going to worry about if I got 3000 or 10,000 followers. Um, I only need, I only need to reach one person at a time. That's right. Cause then that person goes yeah. on and reads somebody. I, I'm right That's here it. with you. Um, speaking of yeah. clubhouse, do you have your own club on clubhouse? You know, I've been thinking about that. Like I want to start my own club and I'm not sure what to call it. Okay. Um, but there are some topics. So actually I'm going to be talking to somebody about that because I want to do my own club. Uh, I think probably, I'm I'm a slow cooker, right? So I'm I'm a crock pot. So right. Like what's cooking? And I some people are very microwave. Boop, 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 yeah, and right. Got a club and thousands of followers. I'm not like that. I'm yeah. a slow cooker, um, because I don't I don't I don't like to mislead by hype, right? Sure. So yeah. I think for me that's just this is part of my complexities. I, I'm but, completely with you, man. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I do want to start my own club. But yeah, you can follow me. You obviously hit that bell. I'm in a lot of different rooms. I moderate. Um, I really start, try to stick to my sweet spot of speaking, communication. Once in a while, I'll jump into some of these marketing groups right. or, you know, you know, social media groups, only because I do a lot on social media. So yeah. it's always good to learn. But again, some of it is like it's ego stroking and some right. are just like, ah, yeah, well, another, 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 another six figure, seven, eight figure person. Yep. Or I've never heard of, and I go to their website, and it looks like okay, got it. Isn't isn't so, that the isn't that something? I'm gonna help you make a million dollars by Saturday. I thought, wait a minute, you should take some of that million and upgrade <laughs> that website because it's raggedy. <laughs> you only need 350 to get that together, right? So all those promises out yeah. there. Well, I I got it. The only advice I will give you, that coach guy, is to get your club quick, right? You get because people are taking names. I have got one. It. I'm like you. I didn't know. I haven't used it yet. I'm. I think I'm the only member of it. But can the you room can is, you give me some advice? Like what? What? Like when you when you hear like I mean I've shared a lot with you. What do you think would be a good club for me to like name? I've thought of a name like you know speakers and coaches. I'm like nah. I, I wanted like what is like I like um Andy Enriquez. You follow Andy Enriquez? Yeah, I do. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah I do. This is whole like cashing your story. So he does a really good job. At, he like, does reiterate like andy's amazing i love love following that guy so i haven't really thought of like something like that um yeah i I don't know i'll think about it and and i'll i'll text you because one thing i think for you is like the realness right Mm -hmm. of you is the thing that that is so like that is your real estate right you are you are a real dude and you're super knowledgeable about what you're talking about but I think what people would get from you is it's okay for me to be real mm-hmm. and that 
I can still make this impact without trying to pretend that I'm this. One of the things that stuck with me that you said was, you know, when people get these coaches, they want to be like the coach. And that's not the coach's job. The coach's mm-hmm. job is to say, hey, you've, you've got this in you, you know, and you may have to go at it differently. Um, and yep. I've had players like that where I've had the coach <clears throat> where one, I had two point guards where one, I would have to say, let's go. You got this. Come on. I know you can do it. And she'd go out there, bottom of the nets all day, bow, bow. And the other one, I had to be like, hey, let's go. What are you doing? Let's go. And if I would have flip-flopped that, one would have looked at me like, why are you talking mm-hmm. so soft? What's wrong with you? And the other one would have mm-hmm. cried if I had more intensity in my voice. Yep. And so I think being a coach is that, right? It's like you're that private investigator to find out what that athlete or what that person needs in order mm-hmm. to reach that peak performance, again, defined by them, not by by us, right? I've had True. players that 100%. wanted more playing time or mm-hmm. or just to score at all. And, and you can't get the coach's uh, mentality involved of, I want to win a championship, right? right. So I think Whatever that title is, and I certainly will think about it, has to be about the fact that you're real and you help other people be real. And by being real, your true peak performance is follows right behind that. So, 100%. 100%. So, yeah, be real that. with Benny. And come get re- I don't know yet, but I'm going to play around. <laughs> you're going to keep me up all night, all right. man. Uh, I'm, I'm, 3 I'm, o'clock I'm in the I'm morning, open. I'm going to be like, I got it. It's real, real, real. <laughs> so, I'm open. I'm open. But my room is there dried up. So anytime that you want to uh, just go in one, it's called the huddle and use it. Have at it, right? Like, you, got it. you got it. It's lonely and raggedy in there, but you can find it. Hey, you can have but it. It's it's but yours. it's yours. But it's mine. <laughs> 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 Benny has been an absolute pleasure thank you so very much um keep doing what you're doing i am so happy for the success that you are having and more importantly how you are feeling um you know and way to take your your trauma and turn into triumph that is just inspirational for for so many people be well be safe take care of the family and uh you know wash your hands and use all this hand sanitizer and wear a mask. Right? I got to watch y'all in Florida, done. man. Y'all down there maskless down there. I don't know what's going They're on. They're turning up, man. I'm telling you. I don't know. I don't know. But it ain't me. All right, brother. Be careful now. Right. Take care. Take care. All right, bye. Great episode. Great episode. Uh, if you want to, you know, some help finding your voice, reach out to Benny. He's one of the best in the business. Be authentic out there, people. And sometimes you got to have real conversations. How about that conversation he had to have with his wife? He said, we, we need to talk. And that started things in the right direction for him and, and kind of a, a rebirth, if you will. Um, I love how, you know, is not afraid to talk about his journey and his spirituality having nothing to do with the church. Do whatever works for you. Uh, you know, thank you again for tuning in and listening. You guys know how to find me. Livingston3636 on Instagram. Livingston3636 on Twitter. Facebook, Monica D. Livingston. Everything's on the website, www.monicadlivingston.com. And I'm not afraid. Shoot me a text, 703-898-2754. Whatever you do, keep listening. Keep being great. Take care. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.